Every once in a while, I wouldn't really call it often, but every once in a while, I'll be in conversation with someone, and normally that conversation will begin with that person expressing some distress that they might be going through, that might be afflicting them, whether it's afflicting their family or even something that's afflicting our world. Afflictions that are very real. And once in a while, that conversation will delve into a conversation about the end of time. Maybe that person who's come to me has been reading a book that claims to predict certain things or even sometimes utilizing scripture to profess that certain things might be happening, even you know, using supposed apparitions, most of them unapproved, uh, that seem to predict things that are happening. And this person might say, you know, Father, I, I really, really think that we're, we're, we're dealing in, in the end times or we're dealing with something near the end, that these crazy things seem to be happening, that it can only be signs of the apocalypse, if you will. Um, in response to that, I normally tell people that apocalyptic literature, much like the readings we hear today, some of the most complex, confusing, and tricky literature in all of Scripture. It requires a great deal of careful study and guidance, and it can actually be spiritually perilous for us to read these Scriptures without any context or without deeper instruction. So it can be rather easy for us to hear readings that we hear today, like the first reading from Daniel, one of the most apocalyptic books of the Old Testament, or even hear this gospel of Jesus and immediately start to make connections to things that we see in our own lives or even in our own time. It's a very easy thing to do, but inevitably, doing that only gets us anxious. Hearing about the tribulation that the second coming will bring, or even hearing about the distress that will accompany our final judgment. When we think about the end of time a lot in those ways, it's easy to lose sight of the fact that we are still here on this earth, needing to fight the good fight of faith. It does us no good to get overly worked up about the end of time when there is still work to be done here. And so that's why really the purpose of Christ's words in the gospel today aren't as much about preparing for the second coming as they are about preparing simply for our own death. And yes, that's something for all of us to consider, I think. Something that we should all be cognizant of. If you really consider simple math as part of the equation, brothers and sisters, more people will leave this world through death than at the end of time. It's just simple math. It's far more likely that we will leave this world through death than through the end of time. It's just simple math. And so the worry for us should not as much be about the end of times as though we should, but we should concentrate, if anything more, on preparing for the end of our lives, for our own death. Christ is telling his disciples and he is telling us that he wants us to have a healthy fear of death. And there is such a thing as a healthy fear of death, brothers and sisters, for sure. It is absolutely a thing. Part of that rational fear, that healthy fear of death, is first of all realizing that we know neither the day nor the hour, as Christ told us today. And that is a beautifully freeing thing 
for us to consider. That we know neither the day nor the hour when when we will be called out of this world. It is not our responsibility to know when that time comes. That burden is not on our shoulders. So that should not be something that torments us to an unhealthy degree. A healthy fear of death, brothers and sisters, is maybe beautifully summarized by that prayer that so many of us would pray as children before we went to bed. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Again, it's asking God to be the guardian of our souls both in day and in nights and in life and in death. So we should, if anything, put more thought and preparation for the end of our earthly lives rather than the end of the world. So what does that look like for us concretely? It means going to confession regularly, being in that state of grace and just recognizing, Lord, whenever you call me, I want to be ready. If someone's going through serious illness, maybe receiving anointing of the sick before things get imminent. Again, so that we can be prepared and ready to meet our maker. And a healthy fear of death means we don't do reckless things on this earth. That's why we stay away from the edges of cliffs. Uh, that's why we you know, don't consume dangerous things and do you know, basic things to maintain our health. That's, if you've never thought of it in those terms, brothers and sisters, that is part of a healthy fear of death that is actually virtuous and good for us. Contrasting this, brothers and sisters, this healthy fear with maybe an unhealthy fear of death or an irrational fear of death. It's often brought about by earthly instability or distress that we easily make the connection to the spiritual, taking from the earthly and making that connection to the spiritual. And I think we've seen this unhealthy and irrational fear of death in the mania on all ends of the spectrum these last couple of years. Whether it's the paralyzing fear of someone without any comorbidities still locked up in their homes, or even someone who's ignoring medical advice and just sees everything as apocalyptic all around them. Again, we've seen this unhealthy fear of death, and I think it demonstrates a bad relationship that we as a human race have with our mortality. If anything, this has exposed how unprepared we are to meet our maker. Christ, by contrast today, implores us to be ready. That means being alert, but not fearful. Serene, but not reckless. Vigilant, but not alarmed. We ever find ourselves anxious, brothers and sisters, about the end of our earthly lives, we must remember that we know neither the day nor the hour. We ought to call that to mind whenever we become fearful of the future or anxious about the end of time. That if we stay close to our Lord, to his church, and to the sacraments, we have very little to fear. So Christ today wants his coming to instill joy and anticipation within us, not fear and not trepidation. Let us today embrace Christ's coming at the end of our lives or even at the end of time. May we celebrate his coming and his judgment so that we might be prepared to meet him whenever that day may be.